You're listening to Day 23 of A Little Bit of Heaven, a special study from North Richland Hills Baptist and Cross Church, focusing on the Christian hope for this life and the life to come. Here's Pastor Scott Mays. Today continues Resurrection Week, where each day is focused on one specific aspect about your future resurrection. If we're going to discuss heaven at any length, we need to be carefully considering how someone is transported from here to there. Today's question, when will I rise from the dead? Your resurrection will happen when Jesus Christ returns at the second coming and not before. The Bible seems clear that you will not receive your resurrected bodies until the second coming. Let's take it step by step. Step one, at your death you are immediately in the presence of Jesus Christ. We covered this in some detail in day 15 and I encourage you to go back to the audio and listen again when time permits, if necessary. If you pass away before the second coming of Jesus Christ, there'll be a period of time between your death and the second coming. You're not going to simply lie around on the ground sleeping until Jesus returns. We know for many believers who've been dead for more than a millennium, and Christ is yet to return. You can think of it this way. The physical part of our body sleeps until the second coming, while the spiritual part of us is immediately relocated to a conscious existence in heaven. Paul says we're always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. Yet, when we're away from the body, we're at home with the Lord. Paul's saying here the very moment he departs or dies is the very same moment he will be in the very presence of Jesus Christ. Many believers have and perhaps will die before the second coming where they'll be at rest with God but waiting on their resurrected bodies. Still the second coming, we're given our our resurrected bodies. Here's step two. We receive our resurrected bodies at the second coming. Now, two passages from Corinthians 15. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. Now the last trumpet is the second coming of Jesus. It's signaling judgment day. And we will be changed at the second coming. We see confirmation from earlier in the chapter, beginning in verse 22. As in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and authority and power. Both of these passages help us determine the time when we receive our resurrected bodies. Then we will have limitless minds with the ability to understand anything. We will experience perfect deliverance from all that is evil. And again, this happens at the second coming of Jesus when he returns at the trumpet. I cannot wait. Here's a third and last step. In between our death and the second coming, we wait on transformed bodies, resurrected bodies, but we're in the presence of Jesus Christ. Now, it's hard to picture this. What we will look like in between our death and the return of Jesus. The Lord helps us here. Matthew 10, 28, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. 
Based on this, we can say that our bodies die where our souls do not die. Similar in Revelation 20, verse 4. Each time we see that the soul, the real you, the unseen eternal you, is in existence for all time. And we can picture this, and put the picture together, that after our existence in death, we're there in heaven as souls walking around minus the body, disembodied souls. Strange, I know. Now, to round out the picture of what happens between our death and the second coming, the Bible speaks of believers singing God's praise in heaven. The book of Revelation. Now, if we're going to sing, it's going to include some kind of voice. Then we think about Peter and John, Elijah and Moses, along with Jesus there on Mount Nebo with the transfiguration. The three communicated, including Elijah and Moses, who'd been dead and came back at this moment. Peter and John could recognize the two men. We should also speak of the parable of Jesus in Luke 16 of the rich man and Lazarus, where the rich man asked for his tongue to be cooled. They also evidently had eyes and ears to speak to one another and were told that they could see one another. Lastly, we should also reference the martyrs under the altar in Revelation 6 with given robes. Now, if you're given robes, surely there's some kind of body. So putting all this together, our deceased loved ones are very much alive in heaven now as souls that somehow function as bodies. But in some ways, this is only temporary. For the Bible speaks of a day when they will be completed with their resurrected bodies. Dead believers wait on a body until the second coming, but they're with the Lord while they wait. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 6 8, that we would prefer experience in the second coming and receiving our resurrected body and skip death altogether. That's the greatest want for every believer, to be alive at the second coming of Jesus. For then we'll be clothed with resurrected bodies, skipping death. Christians want to be in the presence of the Lord more than anything. So much so that if Christ delays his return, we will get there even by means of death if we have to. Think about Paul's words. I'm hard pressed between living and dying. My desire is to part and to be with Christ, for that is far better.